Tonight, we're going to be looking at this idea of biblical burden-bearing. And I believe that our pastor is one of the greatest burden-bearers, uh, a great example to our church in this area. And I think it's, it's an area that uh, all of us need to learn and grow and be reminded in, in the midst of uh, difficulty, in the midst of trial. Uh, we can turn back to this verse, uh, Galatians chapter number 6, and we can read uh, the truths that are found here. Uh, I'm, I'm normally a three-point preacher, okay? I normally only preach three points, uh, but that's one of the areas that I'm trying to get acclimated to here, as Pastor Lejeune is a solid five-point preacher. And uh, so you'll see in your notes that we have five points tonight. I might get to past the third point and just be running out of gas. And so we'll just have to speed through maybe that fourth and fifth point. Uh, but that's okay. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Galatians chapter 6 is where we'll be. We'll start. We'll read these first ten verses of chapter 6. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth of his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth in the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you again for this service. Lord, I pray that, again, you'll be with this message. I pray that you'll be with me. I'm going to have the right words to say. Lord, guide my lips. May, may I have clear Clear speech, may your word go forth with liberty, and Lord, may you be with the listener. May they hear, and may we not just be hearers of the word, but Lord, may we be doers, as you've commanded us. Lord, be with this time, we ask your name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, the book of Galatians is the Apostle Paul's first book, and uh, first epistle that he, he's writing here, and he's writing not just to one church like all the other epistles are written. The Bible records in the very second verse of Galatians chapter 1 that it's written to the churches scattered around Galatia. Uh, this is modern day Turkey. We have a uh, map up here that I want you to look at real quick, and, and you'll see uh, up on the map, this is kind of the region of Galatia. This is modern day Turkey. You'll see Antioch. Antioch kind of off to the side, it's Syria, and go down Lebanon, and then uh, Israel would be kind of down off this map on the right side, and so Galatia is, uh, is right up in this region right here, and so the Apostle Paul is writing to these churches, all the churches that are within this area of Galatia, and he's talking to them, and he's communicating to them a couple truths, and some of the hardcore truths that he's uh, trying to present is the idea of battling between the flesh and battling between the Spirit. And the two are contrary one with another. And we'll look at that here in just a little bit. Um, but, but these are some of the truths that he's trying to hit home. 
And at this time in, in the church age, and this time in, uh, in Paul's age, uh, and we see here that there are burdens to be borne. There's burdens on the shoulders of Christians. And each and every one of us, even today, have burdens both large and burdens both small, but burdens nonetheless. But as we look a little bit closer and we uh, look at the time period in which the, the book of Galatians is written, we find that there is a man in power who is causing a great stir, who is causing a great burden to come across God's people. And we find in, in A.D. 54 that there's a man by the name of Nero an emperor of Rome, a man who's going around and he's killing Christians and he's causing a great stir, as I had mentioned. History records that Nero would take Christians. He would dip them in wax. He would uh, put them up on candlesticks in his backyard and he would burn them to light some of the parties that he would have at his house. And he continued to do so and, and, and had a whole array of, of persecution on, on these people. And no doubt they're living in fear. They're living in torment as this church is trying to grow. These churches in Galatia are trying to grow. They're trying to follow the Lord. And yet in doing so, they, they have a great burden. And so the Apostle Paul's writing here and he says, Hey, listen churches, stand strong, don't react in the flesh, don't walk in the flesh. You have the Spirit of God in your life. You have the Holy Spirit that needs to lead, that needs to guide you. Let's not react upon what is going on right now, and let's help one another. And we find here that in chapter 6, verse number 1, the Apostle Paul's really trying to rally God's people together. He says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye, which are spiritual, restore such in what? In the spirit of meekness. And so tonight as we look at this biblical burden bearing, how can we take the principles that the Apostle Paul is laying out to this early church, and how can we take it to our day? As I mentioned, each and every one of us have different burdens in our life. Some burdens are great, some burdens are small. Some burdens are permanent. Some burdens are temporary. Some burdens are optional. Some are not optional. What are some burdens I'm speaking of? Well, perhaps financial debt or instability. How about a failing relationship? How about constant fear of perhaps the past, uncertainty of the future? How about this burden, the burden of sin? Something we all focus and, and, uh, and, and need to deal with. Temptation. Excessive time consumption of stuff. You ever feel like you just have a whole lot to do and you just got to kind of put your head uh, down and just get it all done and, and you're, you're kind of stressed and you're coming home at night and there's, there just keeps piling up and, and just more stuff that I have to do. Perhaps a, a physical ailment. That's a burden. A burden that you can't remove. Perhaps something else, a strained relationship, as I mentioned, a temporary time, a season, but an optional, uh, an optional burden being a sin, something we choose to take on that we didn't need to take on. And as I look, and as I've been in ministry now here just for a, a little while, and I, I've seen many different churches, I find that there's four different categories of people. Maybe you won't find yourself into one of these. We, we find first, there's the burden takers. Burden takers. What do I mean by burden taker? Every problem is their personal problem. You ever find somebody like that where they're going around? Man, I want to find the person with the burden. And not only do they just come and they, they try to help with this situation, it really becomes their own burden. You know? 
Perhaps they find somebody that has uh, some financial burdens. And so they go and they think, I need to raise the money to help this person. And so I, this is my burden. I need to help this person. I'm going to take this on. I'm going to help this person as much as I can. This, maybe somebody is, uh, doesn't have a vehicle and they've got to get to work. And, and so they just always have to think, how can I supply a vehicle for this other person? And they've got to take that burden on for themselves. Uh, they, they often struggle sometimes with depression because they're not able to meet the needs of every person, every burden that they come across. Sometimes they can even be gossipy in nature. Maybe even have some skeletons in the closet. And sometimes the reason why they struggle, the reason why uh, they struggle perhaps with de- depression is because God has not given them the grace that they have to bear somebody else's burden. We're told in, the, in God's Word here in, in chapter 6 that every man is to bear their own burden. But yet we're also told that we are to bear one another's burdens. So we'll talk a little bit about that in just a little bit. What's the difference? So we have burden takers. They look out and they're, they're seeking, trying to find somebody else's burden. They can add on their cart, add in their shoulders, add in their backpack, and carry it around with them everywhere they go. How about a burden dumper? A burden dumper. Ever come across somebody that, man, they just want to unload every burden they can on you? You know, you come into church and, uh-oh, that person's looking at me. I better get out of here. And they come and, and they, they step up to you. Hey, hey, you know, I got this. I need, to take, I need to get to work. Can you help me every day this week? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. And they walk away. You know, hey, you know, I got this bill for about $500. Can you help me out? That's yeah, a big bill, right? Burden dumpers. And listen, I'm all about, we're going to talk about bearing one another's burdens. But hey, we're all to carry our own burden. We're to bear our own burden. They look to give their problems to others. And sometimes they struggle with anxiety. Uh, others, uh, they come to get stressed out. Sometimes they lose friends. They have a chaotic lifestyle. Everybody, they just kind of think, well, this person's going to take care of this, so I'll just dump it on them and I'll try to live carefree. But, but that's not the reality. So we have the burden takers, we have the burden dumpers, and sometimes they collide and, man, it's a mess. When you take them together, how about this, a burden denier? I find this a lot in their teen department, not just this teen department, but, but uh, generally all across America. And I think we live in a culture of burden deniers. You ever do this? You walk up to somebody, hey, how you doing? And everybody just standard says, good, I'm, I'm doing good, thank you, hi, good. You know, that, that's what we all say, but are we really good? And sometimes we'll ask that question, and I'm guilty of this. Maybe you've had this happen. I'll walk up to you, I'll see you in passing, hey, how you doing? And I'm not even paying attention to what's being said. Man, what's going on here? And I just assume hey, everything's good, everything's fine, everything's dandy. Sometimes you'll see somebody and their countenance is obviously there's a burden. Perhaps maybe there's some abuse in their life or perhaps maybe they are struggling financially or man, today was just not a good day. Today was not the day to ask that question. But yet they look at you and they put on a smile and they paint it and they say, I'm okay. I'm doing good. Have you ever fallen into that category of being a burden denier? Life is good. I have no problems. They look the part, but at the heart of the matter, they're struggling and often search for help when it's too late. You talk to somebody. How you doing? Hey, can I, can I help you? Give us a call. We're here at the church. We want to be a, a, a burden bearer with you. We want to come alongside of you and help you. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. 
You get a call 11 o'clock at night and their car broke down and they're having uh, a stress with their spouse and their kids are rebelling and the finances are piling up. Their electricity got cut out and, and, and it's, it, it, they're, they're burden deniers all the way up until the time when it's too late. We were there. We wanted to help. We, we saw that there were some issues. We saw the countenance in their face, but yet they were burden deniers. But I believe tonight... Every one of us need to be this final category, and that is a burden bearer. A burden bearer. What does that mean? We don't take burdens from others. We can't take burdens from others. You have struggles. You have things that God has allowed to go into your life that I can never take from you. If you have a physical ailment, hey, there's nothing I can do to remove that. I can't uh, make myself have that own ailment. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I wish I'd come across somebody and... You hear a tragic story, a tragic situation, and you pray, God, I really don't wish this upon this person. Please, allow it just to be me. Allow it not to struggle. I remember when we first got married, my wife and I, and, and I remember uh, she was stressed at work, and I remember her coming home and just crying and crying and crying. And I, I remember telling her, listen, it'll be okay. And I remember my heart beginning to, 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 to quiver inside of me and just thinking, Lord, I wish I could take that burden of the stress, of the cares, of the difficulties. I wish I could be the one uh, that, that had this struggle so that she wouldn't have to go through that. So we can't take the burdens of others, but we can grab and we can help lift up one another. We can help to exhort one another while they try to catch their feet. And so that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. How can we be biblical burden bearers, not taking burdens from people, not adding burdens to other people, but helping one another and letting us all, during whatever season of life, let everybody get back on their feet and serve the Lord with gladness. And so, as we look at this passage of Scripture, I want us to see five pillars of being a burden bearer. Five pillars of being a burden bearer. Number one, we look at verse number one, we see, ye which are spiritual. If we are to be biblical burden bearers, number one, we need to remain spiritual. Remain spiritual. We see here, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, hey, he's got a load on his back. Hey, he's struggling. He's got a burden. He's about to fall. He's been overtaken. He's going down. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What does it mean to be spiritual? I think the Apostle Paul, if we look at the context of this passage of Scripture, we just go back one chapter. Chapter 5, verse number 16, and we'll find this. Then said I then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led in the Spirit... Ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I told you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So on one side we see the works of the flesh. Alright, this is the carnal individual. 
This is the man that, that doesn't see the person that's getting under, uh, uh, getting under the burden. He, they're not able to look beyond that. They see somebody who's going down and perhaps they're the kind that kick them while they're down. I'm so glad that we are in a church that doesn't do that. Pastor alluded to this uh, a couple messages ago, that there are churches out there that, man, they're quick to church discipline. Man, you make a little mistake, you've got to bring them forward. They've got to apologize to everybody. Man, that would be a tough church to be a part of. And those churches are, are dying. Those churches are hurting people because everybody has burdens. And, and COVID has definitely brought that about. That Hey, the, the burdens are piling up. The difficulties in our life are piling up. And, and we don't want to be a part of a church like that. We want to be a part of a church that's going to kick me while I'm down. We don't want to be part of, can I say it like this way, a carnal church. Because ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. And that ought to be our heart. Hey, let's not let's get them out of here as quickly as possible. Get them out of the way. They're, they're not perfect. They don't fit in our group. Let's get them out of here. That's not a spiritually minded person. That is a carnally minded person. But if we pick this up, we see here, verse number 22 of chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit. So this is a byproduct of somebody who's saved and has the Holy Spirit living and abiding within them. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And let us not be uh, desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. And so if we are to be people that are biblical burden bearers, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be getting away from the, the life of the flesh, getting away from our fleshly desires, getting away from this whole list here of idolatry, of adultery, of fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Let's put all that away. Hey, that has no place in a Christian's life. In just a moment, I'm going to give a little illustration. And I have up here a backpack. And sometimes we fill it up with a bunch of fleshly things. And we say, hey, we're, we're good Christians, but we're going, to put on, we're going to put on some burdens that we have no uh, dealings with. Some things we really should not allow to be in our backpack. And it, it causes greater stress and it causes a greater burden. You know, if you have more baggage than what you're supposed to, it's really hard for you to be able to help somebody else. Because you're focused on dealing with all your sin and, and you lied, so now you've got to cover up another lie. And another lie, and another lie, and all of a sudden, now you've you got to keep, keep track of all these lies. It's a burden, it's a struggle. And so now it's hard for you to communicate with other people because I've got to remember all these lies. And that's what happens, is, is it's a crazy thing. But you know what also happens is, is whenever we sin, not only are we putting more baggage on ourselves, but we're, we're, we're quenching the Spirit of God that is going to give us the strength to bear those burdens. Can I remind you of the passage of Scripture that says, without me ye can do nothing? I think sometimes we go along our way in our society and we think, I can go to work and I can do my job. I do a great job at it. 
We don't even think that, hey, without God, we can do nothing. So it's the Spirit of God that's going to quicken us. It's the Spirit of God that's going to give us the strength to get through this and to bear our own burden. Ye which are spiritual, restore such in one. And so we see that we must remain spiritual as our first pillar. Number two, we must remain vigilant. Remain vigilant. We see here at the end, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. So we come across somebody who's struggling. We come across somebody that their burden is getting them down. It's getting them off track. It's getting them to the point where they're not able to bear up. They're not able to serve. They're not able to fulfill all that the Lord has for their life. And so what we need to do is we need to say, hey, I want to help you. I want to come alongside of you. I want to pick you up. But hey, I need to be careful. I do need to be careful because I need to consider myself lest I also fall in the same temptation. And so sometimes we have these burden takers that, hey, they're willing to take these burdens on them. And they're willing to take the financial debt. They're willing to take uh, all these different things. And it's causing them to be in a, in a difficult situation. I remember one time uh, I, I was at a church and, and there was, uh, there was a, a lady who, uh, there were two ladies that, that were getting at odds with each other. And, uh, and they were teaching at a school together and they were, they were kind of fighting and, and there was a little bit of strife. They weren't staying in their own lane, and one teacher wanted to tell the other teacher how to do things. And, and, and it became a very, uh, a very uh, kind of difficult situation. And so we'll say that uh, the, the, the second lady ended up deciding going to the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife was dealing with it and, and ended up speaking with this second lady, and they began conniving and began talking about this other lady. This is a pastor's wife. They're talking, and they're talking, and they're talking, and not one time does the pastor's wife go to the first lady and say, hey, listen, why don't you deal with this, all three of us? Instead, the two ladies ended up coming back together the next day, and they uh, dealt with the situation. They both apologized to each other. They both forgave each other. They went along their way. Little did they know that the pastor's wife was still taking that burden. And was still thinking about that first lady and was thinking, and how terrible a person she is. Man, oh, not so to be. She's taking a burden that doesn't need to be her burden. She's taking a difficulty, a strained relationship and making it her own when really it was just these two ladies that were at odds. They got it right. They sought forgiveness. They're working together. They're praying about how they can serve even better together. And there's somebody who's taking this burden and it's ruining their life. And they're putting it in their package and, and walking about their life and they're struggling. Hey, we need to consider ourselves, lest thou also be tempted because in the midst of our help, sometimes we pick up baggage we have no need taking on. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We'll find some more baggage that we need to be vigilant of. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Look at this. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight. 
The Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy. You don't need to turn there, but he, he says, hey, listen, listen, Timothy, I want you to be strong in the grace. 2 Timothy chapter 2, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We find here that there's two parallels. We find the first parallel in chapter 12 of, of Hebrews. We find that we're in a race. There's a race that is set before us that God has prepared and we're living our life. And sometimes what happens is as we're going on our way, we, we take our bag and we begin to fill it with weights. Things that don't need to be there. Perhaps a strained relationship. Perhaps, hey, what does the Bible say? Sin. We put it in our bag. We come on, uh, uh, down the road and, and we have some financial debt. Uh-oh, credit card. Credit card bill's in. There's no money in the bank. Let's put that in. Uh-oh. We told a lie. That's going to compound and do another lie. Let's put this all in the bag. What happens is, hey, if we were to look at an athlete, if we were to go uh, watch the Olympics and, and we were to see a runner going down their race and they got ankle weights around, around their ankles, we're going to say, what are they doing? Why do we say that? Well, because they're not able to run the race as effectively as they would have been if they removed those weights. And so you and I need to see that, hey, we are in a race of life. We are going about our day and we're filling our bags with sin. We're filling our bags with baggage that doesn't need to be there. And then the second parallel we find is, is that of a soldier. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. If I were to put it in terms today, we, we look at our armies and, and we see uh, sometimes on the news, and, and very unfortunate that sometimes uh, people will be serving our nation's military and they begin to, uh, to, to work with other nations and begin to betray their own. They defect and do other, other different things. And, and we look at that and we say, wow, how disgraceful. And, and we're thankful for those that do serve faithfully. We're thankful as we think about Memorial Day being tomorrow. We're thankful for those who are willing to go above and beyond the call of duty and lay down their life for their country, for freedom, for all the things that we are able to participate in today. And yet in the Christian life, we need to be faithful and we need to live our life pleasing unto the Lord and not being involved involved in the world, not being involved in the life of the enemy, not uh, betraying that which God would have us to do. And it says, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Is your life well pleasing to the Lord right now? If he were to open our backpacks, so to speak, and he were to look in and he were to see where is your allegiance, would he find sin? Will we find uh, skeletons in the closet, areas that we've wanted to live for the flesh rather than living for the Lord Jesus Christ? Would he find that our time management was fixated around the church and around soul winning? And everywhere we go, we are witnesses for Christ or would he find that we're using our time for our own pleasures? For that which we think is important. That which we want to do. So, let us be reminded of this. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 6. Humble yourselves, therefore... Under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that in the same affliction are accomplished uh, in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all, what's that next word? Grace. The God of all grace. Wow. Many of these passages we find be strong in the grace. But the God of all grace. What is grace? God is, it's God's given ability in spite of our inability. Remember I said, hey, without me you can do nothing. And so we need to be strong in the grace of God who's giving us the ability to live. He's giving us the ability to breathe. He's giving us the ability to, to, to do different deeds and to perform different acts and to live for Him who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while, making you perfect, mature, established, strengthened, settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. And so what happens is we need to be vigilant. We need to see there is, a, there is a devil who would want nothing more than for you to fill your bag with sin. Fill your bag with stuff. Get uh, too busy that you can't come to church. Get too uh, distracted that soul winning uh, doesn't even matter. Uh, be focused so much on food that your waiter who is uh, going to have an eternal destiny somewhere, that doesn't even cross your mind. Just be distracted enough that you aren't able to be the witness that you're supposed to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 12, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to men. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful, amen? Who should not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation always also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wow. Burden bearing. God's uh, temptations come our way, but God gives us an escape every time. Let, let, if we think, hey, we can do it in our own strength. We can stand in our own strength. We can fight the devil ourselves. Hey, we're going to fail. We need to find that we need to take heed. Take heed to the word of God, lest we fall. I'm looking at this backpack, and we filled it up with many different things. We filled it up with a lot of weights. We're going across our way and we're filling it up with sin. We're filling it up with time wasting. The Bible reminds us we're to redeem the time for the days are evil. I'm running out of room and I don't have a room for my water bottle. I don't have room for a flashlight. I don't have enough room because i got so much baggage. So what we need to do is we need to evaluate this. Be vigilant, Christian. Be spiritual. Walk in the Spirit. Be vigilant. Go about your way. Look, the, the devil wants to get you down. He's got you in his crosshairs. Number three, we need to remain obedient. Remain obedient. Going back to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Verse number 2. Galatians 6, verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. But, but look what it says in, in verse number 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. So we see a little bit of a contradiction here. Well, to break this passage apart, we first need to see Christ's command. Christ's command. If we, are, uh, if we are to bear one another's burdens, as a result, we are fulfilling the law of Christ. The law of Christ can be found in Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Everyone turn there. Mark chapter 12. I want you to see this. What is the law of Christ? Mark chapter 12, verse number 30. 
Mark chapter 12, verse number 30 says this, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So we come across somebody and we find them struggling. We find them stumbling. We find that they're getting down. We are being obedient to Christ's command in that we love other people just as we would love ourselves. There's not a single person in here when you have a burden on your back that you don't wish somebody would come alongside and would be a help. Not a single one of us. Sometimes we might be embarrassed. Sometimes we might be embarrassed if, if somebody else does find out our sin, does find out some of the other burdens that we're bearing. But hey, when you have somebody that's got your back, somebody that's your buddy, somebody who's willing to come alongside you and say, hey, listen, we're going to get through this. Somebody who's praying for you. Somebody who's got you on your mind, they're, they're keeping you accountable of, uh, hey, don't, don't get into sin. Don't, don't be involved in that anymore. We are fulfilling, we are being obedient to Christ's very commands. That we are loving our neighbor just as we would ourselves. The Bible gives a lot of explanation about different things, about different truths. But the Bible doesn't need to make anything more clear than he says, love, your, love thy neighbor as thyself. He doesn't need to say, let me tell you how to love yourself. You know, we live in a society, you've got to self-love. You know, you've got to have your self-love time, right? You've got to get away. Treat yourself. All right? we, we all know what that is. We all know what that means. And so God is telling us, hey, love your neighbor just as you would your very own self. And as we do that, we are obedient to Christ's very command. But we see we need a clarified uh, uh, calibration. We need to set this straight because we just read two, uh, two verses here, and it kind of seems a little paradoxical as we look at this. And it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. But verse number 5, For every man shall bear his own burden. Wait, what? How do we, how do we justify this? Verse number 5. Coming to a close here. I want, Danny, would you mind coming down? Danny, come on down. He's going to be a help to me. And uh, let's just say, Danny and I, all right, we're, we're, we're with the teen group. He's going to be in the teen group just a little bit. Come on up here. Come on up here. We're going to be in the teen group in just a couple years. And let's say, man, the teen group, we're going on a backpacking trip, right? We're going to go hiking. And uh, Danny, you like to hike? Okay, you like to hike? I like to hike sometimes, too. My wife is a big hiker. And, uh, and so she likes to explore different things. And so, Danny, i got a little bit of backpack here, all right? We filled this backpack with a lot of different things. We filled it with some weights, right? We filled it with some sin. You think you can hold that for me? You got that? You can put it on your back? Let's see what you can do. Can you bear it? Oh, he's struggling. He's struggling. Uh-oh. Danny, can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? All right. I'm going to come alongside, and I'm going I'm to help you bear this. Who's bearing the burden? Danny's bearing the burden, right? This is Danny's backpack. He's got a lot of things in here. He's got some struggles. And just as this backpack is about to make Danny fall to the ground, I'm coming alongside him saying, Danny, I'm going to help you. I got you. Let's take that backpack off real quick. Danny, let's examine what's in this backpack. We're going on a five-mile hike. Do we need this weight in here? No? All right, let's put this off to the side. We got another weight in here. Does this need to be in here? Nope, doesn't need to be in here. 
hey, we're shedding the sin. We're having time with the Lord. We're confessing sin. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we're getting rid of the sin. We're looking at our time schedule. We're getting that straight. We need to remove this weight. Hey, this this relationship that's been strained for so long, hey, we're seeking forgiveness. We're just going to take the wrong. Hey, we're going to put that weight off to the side. Now we've got a clean backpack. Danny, what are some components that you think we need when we go when we go hiking? You need a flashlight? Got a flashlight here? Hey, it might get dark. There might be some areas where there's some cloud coverage, some areas where the trees are down. We're going to take a flashlight. We're going to drop that in here. What is a flashlight? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, hey, you and I as Christians, where we're going down life's path, we're going down life's race, we're going down life's hike, we need to put the Word of God in our life. We need to throw that in there. We need to say, God, I want to set my priorities straight. Number one, I need, I need some time with you. Without me, I can do nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. And so, Lord, I need to be strong in the grace. I need you to show me, illumine me, how, how I need to walk, how I need to go forth in my life. And then what else? We've got a water bottle right here. Man, what does this water bottle represent? Hey, the filling of the Spirit. Hey, we need some refreshment. Hey, we, we don't need to be drunk with wine, we're in his excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Uh, we may find temporary satisfaction in being involved in the, the world's goods. Hey, but when you're filled with the Spirit, it's unlike any other thing. You get to have fellowship with God. You get to walk in the Spirit. You get to get away from the flesh. It just becomes an easier walk. And so we need to fill ourselves with this. But hey, there's, there's one other thing. We need, to take, we need to take our phones with us, right? Just in case. Take our phones with us. You know, it might sound funny, but, but why am I bringing my phone with me? For communication purposes, right? You know, God wants to communicate with you. He wants you to communicate with Him. Sure, He's showing us His Word. He's giving us uh, a, guide bit, a guidebook, basic instructions before leaving earth. But hey, sometimes we leave prayer at home. We go across our way, we neglect it. And trials come, difficulties come, and we're bearing our own burden. I just wish I could call somebody. I just wish I could tell them. I just wish I could, I could share this one thing and have somebody come across my path that would be a help. And God says, come boldly under the throne of grace. Bring your cares to me. Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. And so we need to take our phone and, and we need to communicate with God. And we're going to pack that away. Daniel, we're going to zip this up. You sure you don't want to take a weight? You sure? All right. Let's put that on our back. Daniel, you're ready to go hiking, right? Much easier, right? Much lighter life, right? Why? Because Danny's, Danny's being smart. All right? We're able to look at that and we're able to laugh. But as I mentioned, hey, we're looking from a bird's eye view, uh, outside of the moment right here and now, when we take on sin, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just as if we were to take away and put it in the bag and say we're going our way. And we do that. And then not only that, we're, we're not able to have the strength that we needed to have from the Holy Spirit in doing so. Thank you, Danny. You can take the backpack off. I appreciate that. We need to be obedient. 
And so this contradiction, this calibration that we need to have is that, hey, that's always Danny's backpack. He's the one that's going to be uh, going down the hike. But, hey, he'll be struggling. There'll be times he's coming right over the cliff and he's got this weight and he's thinking, I'm going down, I'm going down. And I'm able to help him. I'm able to bear that, that with him and saying, hey, listen, let's reevaluate this. I thank God there are friends in my life that when I get sidetracked, they come to me and they say, hey, listen, you're going sideways. Hey, you got some sin in your life. Hey, let's help uh, bear this. And sometimes there are weights that go into our life that we cannot remove. There are some physical ailments that don't allow you to be as productive as you once were. The Apostle Paul had a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him. And yet he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. What did he say after that? Most gladly therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Wow. Man, I want the power of Christ in my backpack. Man, my grace is sufficient for that. Man, why did God give me cancer? Why did God allow this relationship? Why did God allow this person to pass from this life who was once my help, who was once a burden bearer with me, Because God's grace is sufficient for me. Don't be relying on that person. Be relying on the Lord Jesus Christ to be your help, to be your strength, to be your guide. So, first of all, we need to remain spiritual. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, to guide us. Remain vigilant. Hey, be looking about. The devil's looking about. He's looking about seeking whom he may devour. And we need to remain obedient. Remain obedient. Jesus was obedient. We talked about that much this morning. But, but we're moving forward and we're, we're obeying Christ. We're obeying His command. We're loving one another just as we would love ourselves. And then uh, number, number four, I want you to see this. Remain generous. Remain generous. What do you mean remain generous? Well, let's look at uh, chapter 6, verse number 4. We're coming to a close here. And let every... Uh, let's, uh, in fact, um, uh, verse number 7. Verse number 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know, we use this verse a lot when it comes to soul winning. I think it's applicable there. We, we sow seed and we're able to see a fruit come about from it. We, we, we sow in many different areas and we reap. We sow in sin, we'll reap in sin. But you know what? Let's think of the context this is in. This is in the context of being a burden bearer. And it says... Uh, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So what do I mean by being generous? I mean, hey, sometimes we look at our own baggage and we say, i got enough. i got my own weights i got to carry. Man, I can't help this person that's going along the path with me. Now this person at church, no, nope, I don't even want to hear their problems. Just hearing their problems would, would just put me over the roof. Just put me over the top. I can't hear it anymore. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. i got my own things. You know, I, I think uh, when, when I see the contrast, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania and I, I look and, you know, you're broken down on the side of the highway. You know, everybody just drives by. For me, that's normal. Man, that's common everyday place. You go down to Texas, uh, you're, 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 you're just putting your blinkers on to maybe look at directions and two seconds later somebody's pulling over and they're saying, is everything okay? Are you all right? We want to be a help to you. Do we need to call somebody? You know? They come back up here and 
you know, you're, 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 you just, everything is falling apart. Man, I'll tell you, just a quick testimony. We're coming down here. We've been here about uh, three months now. You know, in Texas, it doesn't snow. It doesn't. Nobody has a snowblower. Nobody has a shovel. You know what they use to, to move snow if they have to? Using like a rake. Okay? True story. They're pulling out the rake. They're going out there. You know, it's just powdered snow. Maybe it's just a, just a, a little dusting. And we're, we're by faith. We're praying, Lord, we know you've called us to come to White Oak Baptist Church. We're gearing up. We're getting the truck. We're ready to go. And lo and behold, the very day that we are about to pack things up, the blizzard of the century hits Texas. And I'm not, I mean, it's like a foot of snow, okay? This seems like it to me. Everything shut down. Uh, Walmart, you know, already is, is empty because of COVID. And, and, and then snow comes, and, man, people are just packing in there, just grabbing anything, anything that they possibly can. They're grabbing uh, 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 the, the frozen pizza, okay? Not so that they can have the frozen pizza, so they use the cardboard to blow their nose or to, to help with, with bandages or something like that. They're just, people are getting really resourceful, okay? People are going out, they're fighting, you know, we're driving down the road, and everybody's got trucks, you know, so stoplights don't apply once it snows. They're just go, 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 you know, going down the street with their trucks, and, you know, I got my little SUV, and I'm like, okay? You know, and then you, you plan, you prepare. Finally, man, after two weeks, snow melts. Whew, all right, that's burden gone. All right, calling everybody. Hey, hey, I'm going to load up the truck this day. Would you mind coming and help? Day comes, nobody shows. All right, I'm going to have to move all this furniture myself. And we're not talking about, we, we've been blessed. My, my family has definitely been blessed in that uh, my, my grandmother passed away a few years ago. And, and when she did, uh, she, she gave all the furniture over to my, my dad. He saved it and, uh, and said, I'm going to save this for you for, for when you uh, get older, you get married, and uh, you'll have a fully furnished, uh, a fully furnished house. And man, praise the Lord. But stuff made in like the 1940s, man, you know, it's not light like it is today. I mean, you know, we got, we got the plastic tables with the aluminum, you know. I mean, I can lift it up. It's got weights on it. It's still light. You know, I can pick it up with one finger, one hand, whatever, you know. The wood back then was denser then, okay. I mean, we're looking at a table that size. That's like 200 pounds right there, all right, solid wood, okay. You know, so I'm putting all this on my back, and I'm carrying it. Man, a physical burden. My back is going out. I feel like I'm 90 years old, you know, struggling. Man, what a burden. We're driving, finally we get all the stuff in there, and, and we're waiting, the truck shows up, and we pull up here to, to Connecticut, and Pastor calls, he says, hey, I want to take you out to lunch, and man, we're just rejoicing, I smell horrible, I don't know why you want to eat, you know, I haven't, haven't showered in a couple days, and uh, you know, I'm just sweaty from bearing all this stuff. We sit down and, and uh, park the car in the apartment that night, go out the next morning, and I have antifreeze all underneath the car. I mean, it's just like a, a lake of antifreeze, okay? I'm at this nice apartment. We're there. And the maintenance guy comes up to me. Hey, you're the guy with the, the antifreeze leak. Oh, yikes. Now that's what I'm known for now. Yeah, I'm the antifreeze guy, you know? So I go, and man, it's the first day of work. Man, I'm calling pastor. Pastor, I'm going to be a little bit late today. First day on the job. Man, what a great testimony. Man, what a burden, right? I need, I need some antifreeze. It's the coldest day of Connecticut, you know? Like, the wind chill factor is, like, negative 10, you know? And I'm just coming from Texas. I don't even have a winter jacket, you know? It's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're all good. We're all good. 
You know, pastor calls Joe. Joe comes and he delivers. Andrew. Joe, was it cold that day or what? Yeah, exactly. He comes. He delivers the antifreeze. Praise God. All right, we're good to go. Got to load it up. Go over to the church. Looking underneath at the church. Man, still leaking antifreeze. I go over to, you know, Advanced Auto Parts and try to find something that will temporarily fix it. You know, I put it in there. It lasts for a little bit. And then, boom, next day, come out, phew, antifreeze everywhere. Man, phew, I'm not going to be late today. All right, I plan, planned ahead. I got the winter jacket. I'm good to go. You know, I come in, and it just it seems like one thing after another. And uh, I can go story after story where it just felt like the burdens were piling up. The, the stress and the cares of this life were getting me down. And then on top of that, I'm getting in the flesh and I'm saying, God, you brought me here to Connecticut. What is going on? Please! And I'm getting in the flesh and so what's happening is sin is starting to pile up. Unconfessed sin, bitterness, strife. Ah, what's going on? And the burdens are getting me down. You know what, but praise God, this church, you have no idea how much of a blessing you were. As you come in the first Sunday, and man, we just get showered with cards, and just showered with people that are coming alongside us. You know, I traveled uh, a couple summers ago with a college tour group, and we actually, we did come here, and we traveled to 73 or 74 other churches within uh, this whole area, and I remember distinctly that this church was a friendly church. Remember, this church was unlike any other church. There were a couple, perhaps, that, that were uh, just as friendly and, and just as hospitable. But I remember being some, something being different about this church because you're a generous church. And I believe that God has blessed this church because of your generosity. God has looked down and He says, Hey, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And some of you have been able to reap of the benefits of the kindness of the people around you. You've been a generous people. And so what happens is we need to evaluate our life, and as we get these burdens, we need to say, how can I help somebody else? Man, that doesn't sound like common sense, right? If you've got more burdens, how about you help somebody else? But that's God's economy. God says, hey, listen, the way up is down. The way uh, to be successful is to humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may lift you up in His time. And so we look at our lives and we need to see that God's economy is different than the world's economy. And whenever you are going through a burden, try to be a help to somebody else because God, in His, omnipotent, uh, in His omnipotence and His sovereignty, will allow somebody to come across your life to help you. And in, in their obedience, God will allow somebody to come and help them and help them. And the story goes on and on as we have burden bearer after burden bearer after burden bearer of struggles in our lives. But hey, God will allow us to reap what we sow. So let us reap to the Spirit. Let us be spiritual, remain spiritual, and be able to reap. And finally here, we're remaining generous but finally, we're remaining faithful. Verse number 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's go back to the context. Let's rewind. Rewind this whole message back to the beginning. Hey, Nero's here. He's persecuting Hey, there's going to be bad coming along our way. Hey, listen, there's going to be a family across the street that's murdered in cold blood because of what Nero's doing. 
because of their stand for Christ. But hey, I want you to know, you're going to reap if you faint not. You're going to reap if you faint not. You're going to reap if you faint not. Stay faithful, Christian. Hey, don't let that burden get you down. Don't be thinking about, am I going to quit church? Am I going to quit uh, serving Him? Stay faithful to Him. My, my, my past may get me down. My sin may get me down. The Apostle Paul reminds us in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse number 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, this one thing I do. What is that thing? Forgetting those things which are behind. He's leaving the baggage. He's leaving the things that are optional burdens and reaching forth into those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, we just read it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And you and I need to look to Christ today, and we need to say, hey, all those things didn't seem pleasurable. Hey, uh, what happened for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? Man, what a burden. Despise the shame. Hey, what a burden. And is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's rewarding. Hey, if we stay faithful to the Lord, He's going to help us. He's going to give us His strength. He's going to give us the grace to get through our daily lives. What are some other things we're going to reap? Romans chapter 8, verse number 28. Very familiar passage of Scripture. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Not all things are good. But they're going to work together for good because of the sovereignty of God. But we can't read verse number 28 without reading verse number 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hey, through the difficulty, through the burdens you're going through, God is molding you. He's shaping you into his image. He's going to allow you to come out on the other side, an even stronger vessel. Somebody who's gone through difficulty. And now you can go to somebody else and say, Brother, sister, I'm here for you. I want to help you. i got my own burdens. I see you're struggling. Let me grab this. Let me pick it up for you. Let me get you back on your feet. Let me allow you to stand up and serve with me. Come alongside me. Hey, when you get that sin and you begin to put it in your bag, you've got somebody alongside of you that's saying, No, get that out of there. That doesn't have any place in here. This is my temple. This is my house for the Lord. I need to get this out. And so you have somebody coming across you and they're training you. They're molding you. They're shaping you. Jeremiah chapter 18. Pastor talked about the potter's house this morning. And verse number 2 says, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work in the wheels. And the vessel that he had made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. There was sin in the life. There was some marring. There was some difficulty in that clay. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Man, these burdens are getting me down. These burdens are getting me down. They're crushing me. They're marring me. But God's got you in his hands. Stay with him. Allow him to let you be molded. And what does the Bible say? That he made it again. Another vessel. I talk to teenagers sometimes. They've wrecked their life at a young age. Some of them aren't 
living a, a pure lifestyle. Some have allowed sin to come and, and really crush them and, and allow that burden to get them down. And they're looking and their whole future is out of whack. And the Apostle Paul says, hey, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Hey, listen, teenager, stay in the hands of the Lord. Stay in the hands of God because He's going to make you a new, a new, another vessel as seem good to the potter to make it. Let's review this one more time in closing. Remain spiritual. My friend, be filled with the Spirit. But then remain vigilant. Stay close to the Lord. Hey, be looking about as you go across your life. Satan's going to come to you this week with a temptation. Satan's going to give you a a, a deal. Hey, take on this sin. Hey, take on this burden. Hey, take on this difficulty in your life. It'll feel good right now. It'll give you satisfaction now. But then long term, you're going to pay dividends. Stay vigilant, my friend. Stay obedient. Hey, love your neighbor just as you would your very self. Remain generous. Hey, the way in God's economy to to reap is to sow to others. And so may we be individuals that are vigilant to help others, to help bear one another's burdens and stay faithful. God's molding you. He's shaping you. Application is this. Some of us need to pause tonight. We need to hit the altar in just a few seconds. We need to go to God with our burdens. We need to write this down. Go to God with your burdens. Very first thing. God, I got all these burdens. I got some financial debt. I got this relationship that's strained. Hey, my kids are falling away. Hey, I need to get this right. Hey, I got some sin in my life. Go to God with your burdens tonight. Pause. Maybe tonight you're going home and you're writing down all of your burdens. Some of you have some optional burdens. You have things you didn't need to take on, but you took them on anyway. And so you need to say, hey, I need to pause and evaluate my burdens. Remove optional burdens. When you sin, confess them tonight. Some of us need to hit the altar, and that's all we need to do. For the next couple moments, we need to pray, God, I've lived a selfish life. I've lived a pride-filled life. I need to get it right. Get forgiveness of those sins. Remove them from your backpack. Hey, listen, when you do that, let me remind you of this real quick. You're not removing the consequence to your sin. We live in a a culture today that wants to do what they want. They they have liberty to make any decision. And what they fail to see is that in every decision there's a consequence. Sometimes there's positive consequences, right? Sometimes there's negative consequences. Hey, when I got married, listen, there was a positive consequence to that. That was a commitment I made to my wife. Hey, I, I, I get, to, I get to, to be with my wife. I get to uh, see my wife. I get to talk to her. She's my burden bearer. I'm her burden bearer. It's a great thing. But you know what? There's other consequences in our life that we need to face. Uh, and, and, and when we get rid of that sin, hey, there are still some consequences that may be a burden that comes in our bag. And, and that's something we can't remove. Hey, listen, if you murder somebody, you can for, confess that before the Lord. You can say, Lord, forgive me of this sin. But there's still some jail time. There's still a consequence that's going to take place from that. So maybe God, man, don't delay this any longer. Whatever my consequence is, just let's just get this over with. Man, my parents, when when uh, when I got in trouble, you know, and they they gave me sometimes they gave me an option, man. They'd be like, hey, you can get this over with. You can get the spankings now, but you can wait a week. You know, and that whole week, I'm like, ah, it's coming one day closer. You know, hey, sometimes we just need to get it done. We just need to face that consequence. We say, God, get this off, please. And, and hey, if there is no consequence, praise God for it. 
Sometimes that's in there. And see what resources you have. Hey, you've got a pastor that loves you and cares for you. He wants to be your burden bearer. Hey, he wants to pray for you. You have some friends that need to get back into communication with God. Uh, and, and sometimes, hey, you, you have some blind spots in your life. You need to find an accountability partner that's going to help you. So we're going to God. We're pausing evaluating our burdens. We're removing optional burdens. We're seeking forgiveness. We're seeing what resources we have to help us bear these burdens. And then find someone to bear the burdens for and with. Man, help somebody. Go out there, because in helping somebody else, God's going to allow somebody to come across your path that's going to help you. Let's bow. Let's bow for prayer this evening. Heavenly Father, Lord, what a powerful passage of Scripture. We've taken some of these verses, we've used them in different contexts, but Lord, we see tonight that we need to be biblical burden bearers. Lord, thank you for the attentiveness of every person here tonight as they've heard the Word of God. Lord, I pray that they won't leave here disappointed in the message. Lord, you know I've done all that I could in these past moments, and I know I went over, and so, Lord, I pray that you honor every person that's here tonight. Lord, help us. May this be a night that changes our church's spirit. Lord, a church uh, that that does love you, that does love one another, but, Lord, that we have a, a greater passion to help one another, a greater desire to be salt and light in our community, and, and Lord, be vigilant. May we live spiritual lives filled with the Spirit of God, going forth and that people say, hey, there's something different about you. Lord, when Satan comes this week and delivers a temptation to us, may we be vigilant, get away, remain obedient to you, stay faithful, Lord, and stay generous one with another. Lord, I pray that we all help one another through these times, difficult times, Lord, times that are getting worse and worse. Men are being deceived and deceiving over and over. Lord, help us to rally one with another and help those of the household of faith. We ask this in your name.